0: Good morning. So, what brings you joy? Come on, give me some ideas. What brings you joy? Family. Family. Yeah, everybody has to say that one. What was that? Your dogs. And somebody said cat. Did somebody say cats as well? Cats and dogs, animals, otters, fishing. Who said fish? Oh, Steve said fishing. I can say again. When people are happy, that makes you happy. That's that's great. Anybody else? The sun. Oh, the sun. Holidays. One thing that makes me happy is bad dad jokes. And I, I love a good bad dad joke. Um, can, I, can I tell you one this morning that I heard the other day? Can I assure you it's only a story and no snails were harmed in the making of this joke? Okay. So there's this little boy and he was watching this snail. And this snail had been moving ever so slowly for like 10 minutes trying to get across this garden path. And it only got like about that far. And this boy was watching thinking, what on earth can I do to this, with this snail to make it move faster? So I thought, so I thought no, it wasn't me. Um, so he thought, tell you what, I'm going to take the shell off to make it more aerodynamic. It's only a joke. Didn't really happen. No snails were harmed. So he took the the shell off, and he just watched it. And the unfortunate thing is, all it did was make it more sluggish. Some people over there eventually got it. I love the fact that as human beings, we can experience joy. And I love the fact that we experience joy in so many different ways. I love a good, bad dad joke. Other people like to knit. Other people like to sew. Other people like to do jigsaws. Other people like to swim in very cold water for some bizarre reason. When I was given the opportunity to speak this morning, Um, there was only one subject that I could talk about, really, and that was joy. I'll explain a little bit about why that is in just a few moments. But did you know that being joyful is good for your health? Yeah? Good. Did you know that it can boost your immune system? Yep. Did you know that it can prolong your life? So cheer up. Um, Did you know that it helps to combat stress? So if you're feeling stress, be more joyful. Did you know that, I'm not sure about this one myself, but apparently uh, the, um, the uh, science proves it, that happy people experience fewer aches and pains. Yeah. And did you know that it's good for your heart? Being joyful is good for your heart. Now, this is nothing new. The Bible talks about this in Proverbs 17, 22. It says this, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. So joy, I want to talk about joy. Let me explain why being joyful to me is so important, particularly in 2022. Um, I am a social person. I love being around people. I enjoy people's company. I enjoy going to work. I enjoy talking and chatting around offices. Generally, if I'm around, not much work gets done. Um, Quiet, Lois. I enjoy new people and chatting with new people, finding out about their lives. I'm a social person, and I love getting alongside people and chatting to them. It brings me joy. So... During the pandemic, that was quite difficult for me. I had my family, but I had very limited opportunity to chat to other people. And I love my family, and I love spending time with my family. Sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. Trouble for that one later. Um, But the reality of it is, is I found those couple of years really difficult. So 2022, lifting of restrictions and all that stuff, I was really excited, really looking forward to it. But you know what, 2022 for me has been really, really, and I have to be careful how I say this, rubbish. As a family, we have faced a number of significant things, which one on their own would have been enough. But we've experienced about five or six significant, I won't say tragedies, because that's taken it too far, but big life changing huge things that we 've gone through, whether that 's been mental health or relational things or stuff that 's been going on we 've been hit one after the net one thing after the next with these massive, massive things about eight nine weeks ago, um, I registered online for an online consult and um, I eventually did, after two, two days of trying to register for this online consult, eventually got it all through. And I sent some pictures. I had this little thing on my, on my hand, and I wasn't sure what it was. So I, I uploaded the pictures, said that it's changed, and I don't know what's going on. Um, can somebody go back to me? I, said, I did that on the Wednesday morning. On the Wednesday afternoon, I got a call from the doctor, which, for anybody who knows these things, you very rarely get a phone call on the same day that you make an appointment. But I got a phone call, and the doctor said to me that we're referring you to dermatology. I was like, okay, great, thanks. I expected a call in in, in the next couple of weeks. The next morning, Thursday morning, I got a phone call from dermatology. Hi, it's dermatology in Weston. Um can you come tomorrow morning for an appointment, please? I was like, okay. (laughs) That's a little bit, uh, um, I'm getting a bit anxious now because nobody jumps onto these things that quickly. So I said, okay, yeah, I can be there. Half past 10, Western Hospital, no problem. I went there, Um, went straight in, and uh, the doctor sat me down, had a look at it, um, through one of those little appraisal things that you look at diamonds and jewels, and it was quite weird. And then... Uh, the doctor said to me, uh, yeah, you've got skin cancer. I was like, oh, OK, that's great. Thank you. Um, not really knowing what to do with that. And um, the doctor said, oh, we can do a couple of things with it. Uh, we can do this, or we can do that. I said, "I said, well, what would you do, doctor? And they said, uh, I'll, if it was me, I'd go and get the nitrogen, and I'd freeze it here and now, and hopefully that will get rid of it. I was like, OK, let's do that. So. About eight weeks ago, I had this big blister on my hand, and uh, it's cleared up now, which is fantastic, praise God, and I'm going back um, next month to just check that everything's gone. But I've been hit over 2022 with time and time again, these things which have been trying to steal my joy away from me. And then I read things like this in James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. It says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy. Not even just joy. Not even just consider it okay. Consider it pure joy. The best form of joy that you can ever have when you face trials of many kinds. Mm, Yeah, okay. Um, Because you know that testing your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I saw that, saw what I've been facing over 2022 and thought, how on earth does my life match up to what the word of God says? Because this joy has just been robbed from my life over the last four to five months. Not many people realize this, but I suffer from depression, and have been doing for over a decade now. Um, I've, at one stage or another, had medication to help me through a few things, Um, but I'm being vulnerable here, um, so just be aware. You know, every single day, I have to get up and remind myself of a few things. So 2022 has been a real challenge for me. Facing the fact that this joy seems to be being ripped away from me. Um, Depression is actually logged in the Bible. It's recorded in the Bible in 1 Kings 19. Elijah has just had a massive victory against 450 prophets um, of Baal. And um, he then runs away. And uh, in 1 Kings 19, it says, Elijah, sitting under a tree, praise to God. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. So depression is in the Bible. So being robbed of your joy is nothing new. It's in the Bible. It shows you there. The thing that we've been talking about over the last few months, all about emotions, uh, has been from this book, um, The Cry of the Soul. I just want to read you the bit that we've been quoting each week. It says, ignoring our emotions is turning our back on reality. Listening to our emotions ushers is, us into reality, and reality is where we meet God. Emotions are the language of the soul. They are the cry that gives the heart a voice. So what, was my, what is my reality? My reality is that my joy is being sat and robbed from me, almost on a daily basis. But I'm taking that joy, that reality to God, and I'm being honest with him. But how can I match up what the word of God says to my reality, and what things can I take forward from that? Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy, I just want a little bit. I don't necessarily want all joy because I I think I'll just be bouncing around the room all day. But the reality of it is, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness. How do I find that joy that the Bible talks about? In the midst of everything that I'm going through, that I feel this joy is being robbed from me on a daily basis, what can I do about that? And I want to talk about three things that I personally do this morning. There are other things that you can do get alongside friends, exercise is great when you're feeling low. There's lots of other things that you can do. But these are three things that I do. First thing I do is find joy in the word. When my joy starts to disappear, I remind myself of God's decrees. God's Bible, the word of God, is full of promises which we can base our life on. People talk about this being a manual for life. That doesn't do it justice. This Bible is living and active in your life you need to make sure that you are getting it into you daily. We need to establish the word of God in our lives. Getting to grips with the word of God helps us to understand God's character and his nature and his goodness. It helps us to grow in wisdom and it fills us with hope. Romans fifteen thirteen says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope the bible is full of goodness and truth tells us all about god's character who he is that he is for us and not against us we need to ensure that we are using this bible and applying it to our lives and living with it alive in our lives i just want to read psalm 23 to you And if you're comfortable, only if you're comfortable, close your eyes and just let these words permeate into your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. He leads you, He prepares, He makes, He takes you, He leads you. The word of God helps me maintain my joy because it's full of truth and life. Finding joy from the word reminds us of God's promises and gives us purpose. Remind yourselves of the promises of God through the word of God. The next thing I do is find joy in worship. When my joy starts to dip, I need to reestablish my devotion. I choose to worship. So this morning, I love live worship, but this morning, I choose to worship to a video. I don't have a band always with me when I worship God. So I use videos, I use um, iTunes. I use um, my playlist that I've got on my phone. Um, I've got a playlist for worship where I know when I need to worship God, I can go to and play any of those songs and I will get into God's presence. And that brings joy into my life. So what happens when we choose to worship? We're declaring that God is bigger than anything that you are facing. There was one time I used to be a delivery driver over in Stoke-on-Trent, and I spent all day driving around, looking at buildings, looking at forests, looking at various things, going, God, you are bigger than that. God, you know exactly how many trees are in there because that's how wonderful and knowledgeable and wise you are. God is bigger than anything that you are facing, and worship helps us And reminds us of that fact. We're also declaring that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over you, over me over the situations that you are facing, over your family, over your workplace, over your school, over your college, over that diagnosis, over whatever you are facing, Jesus is Lord. And as part of our worship, we are declaring that Jesus is Lord. And we're also declaring that Christ is enough that Jesus' sacrifice, that once and for all, is enough. We don't need to sacrifice anything now. Jesus paid that price once and for all. There's a story in the book of Acts about two guys called Paul and Silas. And they had been imprisoned and put in chains. And it was about midnight They'd been put in jail for the simple fact that they were preaching Jesus. People were being healed, and people were becoming Christians. That's why they were thrown into jail. And it says this in Acts 16, 25 and 26. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison was shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Worship not only changes our perspective, it can also break our prisons. Let's realize today that through worship, Jesus is Lord. He is enough. The final thing that I just want to talk about briefly is we need to find joy in our worth. You see, when my joy starts to wane, we need to remind ourselves of our worth. If I start to feel less joyful, if I start to feel down, I start to lose all sense of perspective of who I am. I forget about the fact that God has called me. I forget about the fact that Jesus is Lord of my life. I forget about the the abilities that God's placed with me. I become grumpy. That was my wife that agreed with me. And that's okay because she's probably the only one and my kids that ever see this side of me. I become irritable. I start to isolate myself because I don't think anybody wants to be around me because I don't want to be around me when I start to lose my joy. But what does God say about me and my worth? Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. I'm included in that. You are included in that, that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You are included. Whether you know Jesus or not, you are included. You are part of this world and God loves you. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. You are chosen. You are his own special person. He has called you, and you now are part of the people of God. Romans 5:8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, what am I worth? What are you worth? The answer is this. Jesus says, you are worth dying for. Don't let anything rob you of the knowledge that Jesus died for you. Now, those three things aren't a magic fix. It takes time. It takes persistence. It takes perseverance. It doesn't just change overnight. Hebrews 12 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus knew what joy was. Jesus understood that joy was powerful. And it took that joy that was set before him for him to be able to endure the cross. So in our lives, we need to maintain that joy. Don't let yourself be robbed of that joy because of the circumstances that you face. Build in practices into your life that will help you maintain joy in your life. I haven't even got on to Nehemiah where it says, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. There is strength in the joy that God gives us. Let's maintain the joy that he has for us. Henry Newen and I'm going to finish with this he was a Dutch priest, says this: "We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. It is a choice based on the knowledge that we belong to God and have found in God, our refuge and our safety, and that nothing, not. Even death can take God away from us. There is so much power in the joy that God gives us. Let's not be robbed. I refuse to let my circumstances rob me of the joy that I have. And I've shared some stuff with you this morning that a lot of you wouldn't have known about me, but it is a daily choice. I have built practices into my life which allow that joy to keep coming forth and gives me strength to follow the Lord every day. Amen.